I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Well, hello again, Travis. Hey, Vinny, how you doing, buddy? All right, you're bringing it today. That's that I am energy. not bringing it today. That that was that was false. That, that I've given you false hope. It was false. Let's bravado. bring it way down now. This is this is how it's going to go now. <laughs> well, Travis, let me see if I can bring you back up with today's topic. You rolled another thing, and today's topic. Yeah, man, I rolled. I rolled marathon gaming. Yes, marathon gaming. So, so that's a thing. It I is. wonder. I wonder. I don't know how 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 uh, prevalent it is though. Like. How ubiquitous How, this is? Yeah, like, like, do do other people do this, or is this just a something something that groups that I have been around have done for ages? I don't know. Well, I, because people do okay, because so, people do like convention gaming, right. which is you go to a convention, you sit down, you play a a session at a convention um, sure. with some people that you're probably never going to play with again. True. Very true. So that's a thing. Is that a marathon game? I don't know. Tell us, tell us about this topic, Vince. What's marathon gaming? I, I feel as though I'm being disingenuous by picking it out because I may be the one who has, who has pushed it really hard these past couple of years, but honestly, I only came to it because of you. Um, Interesting, yeah. Uh, well, well, first, well, well, like, okay, so what, what do you think is a marathon game? Okay? Just, right. just what's a loose definition? And then, uh, you know? Absolutely. So let's start with what it is. So the way we do it, and what I consider it to be, is something like the following. Uh, you and your group of friends who are playing an RPG, right? Um, you get together at a single place, a single location, for three or four days, and you play your RPG of choice for, I would say, a minimum, minimum of eight to let's say 14 hours each day yeah a work day correct uh, yeah and and then and and you know you 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 uh okay so yeah i think that's a fairly good definition of marathon gaming right i like, i think so that's the way we now i i'm just gonna say right off the bat i'm not a big marathon gamer i don't love marathon games um and and you you say you, that that i perhaps influenced you in this area uh, you were the first person I ever played a marathon game with. That's right. the reality. Um, I don't. I don't actually know where this came from in, in the groups that I ran. Uh, here's the thing: I ran a lot of games that could be comparable to to that thought of what a marathon game is. Right? What what Vince just described as a marathon game. You know, three or four days, you get together, you and, and then you just play hard. You play hard for three or four days in a row. Um, with a group where you have, you know, less distractions from the outside world, you know, work, school, what, what have you. Um, the thing is, I, I, the games that I, I tended to run, like my personal game groups, often picked up and played not just every, every Saturday night. Like, you know, most game, game groups nowadays have like schedules, right? Yes. Like they'll play, we'll play every two weeks on, on Saturday for you know between four and eight hours usually things like that and then we'll close up shop and you know get together two weeks later well the games that i ran often went totally different than that um uh, like we wouldn't just play every other night every other saturday night or whatever but we, we would literally play every day okay did whether, whether you were in school or at work um regardless of how many players in the group were available to play if i was free to run the game people would be playing okay right and this would often lead to 
three to five hour games that played played out six times a week, like like just just day after day after day, okay. And then each week would end, you know, and, and you know we have weekends, so we have lots of time. And then we we would finish those weeks with like you know one or even two like twelve hour endurance style games on the weekend, where the entire group was available to play and it, you know, it featured far more, you know, combat and, and um, bringing the stories and storylines and things that happened during the week together um, at the end. Okay. At the end of each week. And then the next week we would start over and, you know, play whenever anyone was free at all. Um, and this happened for lots of games that I ran in the, you know, in the kind of the, the middle years of my, my gaming career. Right. Um, and I always looked at, you know, the weekday games as just, you know, your regular standard games and the weekend endurance style games as more of a heroic payout for all your work during the week. And this worked out really well for my groups at the time. Structure structure was was the bad guy and lack of structure was was great. The, the less structure, the better it was. Um, now, th- that's not marathon gaming though, right? No. That is not that is not marathon gaming at all, and I feel like wh- what I was doing mutated into what 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 we now consider marathon gaming. That's probably true, um, which is also why I don't like it at all, and I don't I don't want to <laughs> do it. Um, marathon gaming is different to that. It's a completely structured experience. Um, it isn't nurture a nurturing environment for for the game the kind of games that I like to play. Um, it's it's similar in my head to last week's topic in a way when okay. we talked about mini- miniatures and the structure that they force onto you. Okay. Um, the same thing happens with with marathon gaming because you are forced into a time limit um, that creates a negative environment for creativity. You now suddenly have to like in these three or four days that you have set out. You have, you have to have a clearly defined beginning, middle, and end that key off at specific times during play sessions. I'm not talking about specific times in your story. I'm talking about specific, specific times in your day schedule. Like, we're getting together to play at this time of day. Um, so instead of having a smooth, unforced transition that would be present without like the highly structured time constraints, um, Marathon day one is act one, day two is act two, and day three is act three. And you have to force all the events that should or could happen into those days instead of allowing the stories and characters to grow organ- organically. I just talked forever. Does any of that make any sense to anybody? I don't know. Okay, so well, let me what say... What are we talking you- about? <laughs> <laughs> See, and you said you were going to be high energy during this one. I told you I'd get you going. My mistake. I love it. Um, so obviously this is a thing I'm a huge fan of. Okay. Yes. So rather than let me, rather than specifically address your concerns right off the gate, let me list what I see as the pros and then maybe we can navigate together to find some, you know, we'll talk about the challenges with both. Okay. Um, yes. So as we've gotten older, right? Like the, the, the schedule you're describing is something that most people of our age cohort just no longer have the luxury to do. Right. Um, The reality is, and well, what I was describing was literally like literally 15 years ago. So, right. I, yeah, I, I'm keenly aware of this. Yes, when we all had more free time and didn't have, you know, uh, mortgages or kids or families, wives. Yeah, I mean, blah 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 stuff. Life happens. Yes, before life happened. 
Um, you're right. We could just do that and, and everything could sort of go organically and we could do these big, long rambling stories and have these individual sessions. And here's the thing. It was great. You're not wrong. Okay. Um, that is awesome. However, now with what it is, there are people who I only get to game with at marathons. And the advantage of having a marathon is this, you're turning it into something special. So people can will will motivate themselves to make it happen. Ultimately, a weekly game or anything like that is going to become rote and people will let life get in the way, right? Like that is to say, oh, I can't be there this week. I've got whatever thing to do. Right. It's as if you're you're going to miss one basketball game out of the schedule of watching basketball games. It's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme. Right. But when it's the playoffs or the championship game, Right. Your, once a year there. vacation. Yeah, big deal. Exactly. And so this becomes an excuse. And I mean that in the best possible way. I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory fashion. Right. This is a positive excuse. Yes. To get together and have a good time. Right. You sequester yourself away and it's basically a nerd vacation. I mean, that's really what it is. Now, the other thing I like is actually... I, I actually like it for the exact reasons you didn't. That is to say, I Any get structure. To, yeah, it, it gives me some kind of structure to tell a defined story. I, I, you know, we do these three times a year right now. I'd like to do it four. Honestly, I love it. I, I really do, because there are many stories that I've told that I don't feel like I would tell over a normal campaign. It's the difference between uh, like. It's the difference between wanting to tell a movie and wanting to tell an ongoing series, right? The stories you tell are are simply different. And oftentimes when one gets adapted into the other, it falls down, right? Like we all we all have experience with that where it's there's some show we like that got adapted into a movie or a movie that got adapted into a show and it just didn't work because in the end that story was the size of the other media that it was in right the, the a big rule of writing is the story should be as long as it's supposed to be <laughs> it shouldn't be forced into any other length yes and and i think that's a thing in rpgs as well i think sometimes people try to force uh you know what is a relatively small simple story concept into a massive ongoing sprawling campaign and what you end up with is filler the worst of all possible narrative things right because it's just it doesn't advance mm -hmm. into anything nobody's really benefiting from it it's just there it's filler it's it's filler whereas with a marathon i do get to tell specific stories and moreover i get to really i as a dm can take a stronger hand and that's okay because of what's going on. You don't have to, but I can, right? So I can more forcibly limit the characters everybody's going to play. And everybody's okay with that because in the end, they're committed to the character for, let's say, uh, 40 to 60 hours of gaming, right? Not a year and a half. Does that make sense? Like the mm -hmm. amount of time you have to inhabit that character changes the way that you see them, but it does not. And I really do stand behind this does not necessarily devalue your emotional involvement in them. I have become extremely emotionally involved 
in several marathon characters. Like that is to say, there is a marathon character, one in specific, one that was in the game I referenced last episode about miniatures in that uh-huh. that room. Okay, that this is, is the ball the ballroom reference. The ballroom reference. Yes. yes, correct. One of the, the the character that I played in that game, and and uh, there's a slight tickle to this, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, is in my top five characters of all time. And I keep a running Excel spreadsheet of every character I've ever played in an RPG since I started. And there are well over a hundred characters that I have seriously played. Okay. And this is in the top five. So I think that means something. Uh, I don't think that that's a flip and throwaway character or something that I don't, you know, that, that I wasn't mm-hmm. able to invest in. I, I can't disagree with that at all. Uh, I, I feel like good storytelling is always good storytelling, no matter what form, whether it be long or short. Right. Um, some of the best things I've ever written were very short, whereas I aspire to write very long things and I'm more interested in writing very long things. The short stuff that I've written has been really good, too. Um, I, I just I, I feel like you're certainly you're you're talking about a set of skills that are so specific as uh, to to run to run and play in these things um in these marathon games is this set of skills is different and it requires more focus and probably a lot more experience as both a gm and a player to successfully pull off in the way that you are talking about wanting them to happen to unfold um and, and that's where this structure becomes a problem i think um because most players um, may not have that same amount of experience and, and uh, ability as storytellers and as character actors um, to to get the same kind of connection to a game that you're talking about. Well, let me say, I think you're definitely correct on that. And, and I'm not trying to toot my own and that, horn. Right, and I'm not saying you're wrong about anything that you're saying. I'm simply saying that there there's a higher barrier of entry for what you're talking about. I certainly agree. And it's funny, too, because, as I said, we've been doing these, you know, two, three times a year now for eight years. For a long time, sure. Okay. Um, and and over that time is when we have developed these skills, right? Is when we've learned how to navigate these waters and how to tell these stories. And that's what's allowed us to tell, honestly, what I think are some pretty amazing you know, like role-playing experiences. We, it has allowed us to have experiences that, that I think I'll, I'll, that I think are pretty singularly awesome in the world of RPGs. When I, when I talk to other people, I don't, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. This sounds fantastically immodest, but I don't know how else to say it. But it's that, that a lot of other people have never experienced um, in their games. And that's because we were able to take a stronger hand or we were able to tell a tighter story or, or all of those things that marathon gaming has allowed. Okay. Um, and, and we have as GMs who regularly GM these things, and we, we have a couple who are the regular sort of, you know, the usual suspects for GMs. We have developed those skill sets of like, how do we tell these stories? How do we bring the party together you know, the, the standard right, it's almost stuff. it's almost purely pacing and execution, and I wouldn't call it standard at all. Um, <laughs> like these are these are these are you know highly developed skills. They're not standard. Yes, it's taken... there's certain standard things to aspire to, perhaps. Um, fair, fair. Yes, it's taken a lot of practice and and failure, frankly, right? Like marathon games that ended up being 
not very good or flops or whatever that we that we always critically re-examine them. And that's another really nice advantage not to be underestimated of marathon gaming. When it's you, easy to critically examine something that's a short form. Correct. It's so fresh in your mind. How many times, Trav, have you asked for feedback on a campaign and at the end of the campaign, everybody in your group looks at you and goes, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm, not often. But oh. I, I, okay, look, I'm just, I may be an exception to the rule here. I don't know. I just mean, are they able to recall all the way back over the year plus you were playing and give Oftentimes, you detailed yes. feedback? Wow, that's impressive. Well, then you you have had better luck than me with that. Most of the time when I get feedback, people give you feedback about the end, right? Or about the very thing you're experiencing right there or the last act. But it's hard for them to really reach all the way back and give you detailed feedback about everything. I have often, often been very surprised by my player's ability to recall and critically look at what has happened in the past. Um, and, and usually I'm asking because I am like one of those people that would be like, yeah, the end was okay. <laughs> Cause I don't remember any of it. I don't remember my games. Right. <laughs> like, that, like this is a normal occurrence for me when I run a game for like two years, I remember the last four games and that's it. You know, I, yeah. I remember the last four sessions, the, all the other stuff gets all jumbled up in my head. Right, right, right. It's very funny. Cause I'm, I'm in the same camp. And so, the yeah like so the let's talk about how this like we we've kind of argued about it but without really talking about in detail what goes on and how i think about it and what we do and maybe that's a useful thing to talk through um so how we set up our marathon games is this we do them over holiday weekends right um we have a regular set of of dms there's probably three or four people who regularly dm our marathon games in general the dm certain dms do it differently some might propose some come with a suite of options. They sort of do elevator pitches, you know, three sentence ideas of five different games and then put it to a vote for the group. Some people like myself just say, this is the thing we're playing because, you know, I'm authoritarian and a dictator ultimately. Um, and no, I know it's shocking. And in general, what will happen is we will the GM will provide your character guidelines. How strong these are could vary. So I will give you an easy example to make this real for people. Um, there was, I ran a, a marathon. I ran a multi-marathon marathon, okay? That is to say, act one was a whole marathon and it, it, ha it happened over three marathons. Mm -hmm. but you gave yourself act, more room in the structure here. Yes, each act was its own co coherent story. Okay, um, like a like a trilogy of movies, each movie should be able to stand alone and be its own story, but together they form a cohesive whole. You can watch any Star Wars movie, blah, 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 you get the idea. Okay. Occasionally a good knee walk, but most of the time it's good, yeah. Yes. So uh, my, this game was a Musketeers game. It was a fantastical sort of fantasy version of the Musketeers set in six, started out in 1628. The main musketeers existed, but were out of the picture, leaving the PCs to step in. I created archetypes uh, that were not that were were not dissimilar to the regular musketeers, and everybody got to pick one of the archetypes. Okay, so there was a sort of brash youth. There was a sort of veteran who had been in this in the musketeers for a while. Um, there was a sort of rough and tumble thuggish type. Um, and so on and so forth, right? Now, I made more archetypes than just the three Musketeers because, uh, and, and D'Artagnan because there were six players or seven players or something, six. And uh, so I, I had 
like seven different archetypes to choose from. And within that, I gave a lot of prompts for the players to then go on and give me specifics, right? So like one of the prompts for the veteran was like, you have the king's, you have the previous king's, Henry, his sword. Why do you have that sword? Okay, tell me the story of how you got the previous king's sword when Louis is mm -hmm. on the throne. And I'm, I'm going to assume you did the, you know, all the players had these prompts and then were able to give you more interesting details about the, each of these things that you were then to, able to weave into your storyline. Correct. Exactly. And then it be, forms this feedback loop. And that's a lot of what we do is a lot of that. I could sum up marathoning a lot like that. A lot of prompting. They give you feedback. You build on it. Um, you tend to have most of the story or at least the beats written out. This varies by DM. So I have my acts and scenes plotted fairly strongly. It's more on rails, perhaps, than a normal game. And I think this is one of the things you are generally against. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of rails, but I, I, I can certainly see where they're useful. Sure. Now, what I'll say is, at the same time, there is another one of our regular GMs who has done multiple marathons that were amazing. Okay? Amazing. And he showed up to the marathon with a single piece of paper, one side with some bullet points. Yep, that's okay. that's kind of more my style. I'm in. And most of the marathon was him using the bullet points when the party didn't give him something, otherwise yeah. just riffing off the party and writing down notes as he was going. Right? And then day to day, he would just build the story, like after the game at night. Yeah, this seems like it would it would come more down to, to a, a GM's particular game style you know, yes. and capabilities. So my point is it can be more freeform, right? It's not like you have to be completely on rails or something like that. You can certainly still be, you can be loose. You can be loosey-goosey, right? Um, but if you are interested in telling a more coherent story where, I, where it's something I like, where I want to go for a particular narrative arc, the marathon allows me to do that in a tighter way. One of the reasons I like it. Um, and that's good. Um, I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and I I um, I just don't like it for, for my own style of GMing, um, mostly because I don't like to be told when when something should end. Um, and I understand one could approach these in a way that um, perhaps things don't always wrap up at the end like that. But then I then it would it would I don't know it feels unnatural to not have some kind of closure on a game that's probably not going to be picked up again for a long period of time. So I don't know. There's something weird about it that gets to me. No, I mean, you're right. You've got to have a beginning. You've got to have an end. Right. right? Um, and so you do need to hit some beats within the time allotted. But I mean, there is some wiggle room there. You know, yes, let's say you've some, got but, some. But it's, I don't know, it feels very tight to me. I, I, I always feel very constricted with them. I'm not saying they're bad. I still think they're a great thing, and I, this may be a, a radical idea for some of, some of our listeners who have never tried anything like this. You know, right? Um, I, I figure maybe maybe some people out there can, you know, after hearing some of this, can devise their own ways of of having little uh, gaming nerd vacations with with their friends. You know, once or twice a year when they might not have been able to pull it off on a weekly basis before and hadn't considered the the notion of just having a kind of a D and D or rpg getaway yeah and it really is that and it's wonderful for that right yeah because then you can engage with some people that you wouldn't normally engage with as far as rpgs anymore because of you know life happening 
Uh, because of distance, yes. And that's a great example. Like we have people when we do these who come from all over the, the country, right? And that's fantastic. Again, they've moved away. Their life has taken them other places. This is a chance to actually see those people again, which is which is great. Uh, and so I think that there is a lot of value to this. And I think that you can have the the full emotional investment in it. I think it's a it is more work as a GM as a GM GM whatever. No matter no matter which way you prefer, right? Because ultimately you're going to be expected to show up with you're gonna have to do more pre work, right? Because you're gonna have to get some kind of character concepts yeah. out there. You're gonna have to talk about what is more the world, pre-work. what is the setting, what is the more, game, more more work in the middle of the game while you're yep. playing because you have to constantly be making sure every the storytelling is tight. Yes, you're going to have to be on, on, on for three or four days straight. Yes. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of break time in between to to uh to recharge your brain tank. Um right. most most normal weekly or bi-weekly games or whatever give you plenty of time to recharge and and you know get your creativity back to tip top, but um this 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 kind of a game setting will definitely challenge uh even even very experienced game masters. Yeah, and and for me, it's exactly that. You know, you know how I am and my personality, and I am all about the like, go, 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 let's do this. Like mm-hmm. once I'm into something, it fuels me, right? So uh, I usually have to wheel myself back from killing my players by forcing them to continually play for like yeah. sixteen hours. I think I ran a marathon game for you once and nearly murdered you. Yeah, uh, we hit we hit like the the nineteen or twenty hour mark, and I was I was done. I was just like, yep, I'm dead. <laughs> I have I have loosened up in my in my old age. Yeah. Uh, you'll be happy to know since then. That was probably like 2008 when we did. So so would you suggest people giving this a shot? 100% give this a shot. And and don't expect it to be perfect the first time. But it's so rewarding. Use it as an excuse to have a vacation, to get together with your friends, to tell a coherent small story you might not otherwise fit into a longer game to try something crazy with the game. That's another thing. Like oftentimes with long campaigns, you might, you as a GM might be one of those GMs who has like a lot of wacky ideas. You want to try some unusual stuff, different races, worlds, uh, themes, archetypes, story beats. I don't care, whatever. There's a million different wacky things you could do, right? But you, but the problem is if you do those in a normal game, you run the risk of one, being saddled to them for like a long time, two, provoking an uncomfortable conversation where the rest of the party is going to come to you and be like, um, this isn't really working for us. Mm. And then they feel bad about it and you feel bad or three, the worst case where it just kind of peters out and stops because it never really worked or whatever. Yeah. The, uh, the, the being able to take, take a look at a, a new aspect or a different genre or setting or character set or whatever in a bite-sized format yes. really, really frees you of a lot of the negative aspects of doing those things in a long form game. Yes. This is, if you are prone to want to do some experiments in the way you play to try different things in any way, this is a great way to do it. Great way to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think overall it's a, a worthwhile experience for any gaming group to give it a shot if they have the time and the, the, the players who want to do it. Um, you got anything else to add to that? No, I think that's pretty much Undesigned. Everything. There it is. That is undesigned. Thank you very much, everybody. If you've got any questions or if you've got any other thoughts on Marathon Gaming, email is down below in the description. Shoot us a note. We always love to hear from you. 
Thanks a lot. See you next time.